Let's go to Psalm 1, verse 1. Blessed is the man or the woman that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. Now, the ungodly do not necessarily mean that that person may not be in church. Hallelujah. But the person has a, a, a wrong uh, spirit. The person has a wrong attitude to the things of God. And the person carries the world along with it. A, a, an ungodly lifestyle, an immoral lifestyle. Uh, a lifestyle that is inconsistent with the truth. So the purpose of the word of God is to teach you to be able to discern. Hallelujah. To discern. Between what? To discern between what is right and what is evil. Hallelujah. To train your senses. To be able to determine whether what you're hearing is of God or is not of God. Hallelujah. And so it says, blessed is the man. You walk in the blessing, you're empowered to succeed if you do not walk in the counsel of the ungodly, the unrighteous, those who do not regard God or the things of God, but they hang around, they pretend to be Christians. But you begin to find out through their conduct. Let's go to um, the book of Revelations, which, which, which is our main text. Verse 18, Revelations chapter 2, it says, And unto the angel of the church in Tyatera write. Now, this angel here is the messenger of the church. Now, there's a spirit being that is an angel to whom God instructs, but he's actually talking about the pastor. He says, send this message to the pastor of the church in Tyatera. Right. These things saith the Son of God. So it's Jesus who's speaking, who had his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. I know thy works and thy charity, which is the love of God. That's the... King James uh, interpretation or, or translation of the word agape, the Greek word agape, which is the God kind of love. And the God kind of love, the Bible tells us that it is patient, it is kind, it is long-suffering, is an everlasting love because God is love. And God cares for you and I. God cares for everyone. In fact, the woman we're going to read about, Jezebel, God still cared. All that the Lord required of her was to repent. So he says, Who had his eyes like unto a flame of fire and his feet like fine brass, I know thy works, your deeds, the fruit that you bear. Your works are your fruit and thy agape and service and faith and thy patience and thy works and the last be more than the first. He said, notwithstanding, so notwithstanding, your works, your sacrifice, your love for the brethren and for people, and your faith, and your works even getting better now than ever before. Jesus said, notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman, Jezebel, which calleth herself a prophetess. So this person or persons are operating in a pseudo gift. Don't be carried away by gifts. You need to know the content 
of the give of the one who's the vessel carrying the gift, which calleth herself a prophetess to teach. She's a prophetess to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. So she make li- she makes light of sacred things. So she tells them. It doesn't matter, you know, you can eat things sacrificed to idols. Um, you know, there are no idols. We, all of us, only know Jesus. So don't bother yourself thinking about those things. After all, the Apostle Paul said to us, there are no, no other gods. Hallelujah. But you see, that thing is a snare. Because already... Now, remember that the Apostle Paul came into the kingdom after Jesus had gone to heaven. So he did not physically walk with Jesus. He was riding on revelation. The Holy Ghost would reveal things to him and he would teach it. Then a time came that the Spirit of the Lord said to him, go to Jerusalem and share what your, your doctrine with the apostles. And so he went. And they gave him the right hand of fellowship. But we're going to read something. That even the apostle Paul. Went to the brethren. In, to the leaders. In Jerusalem. To ask about a certain thing that was going on. Because certain Jews of the circumcision. Came and told the Gentiles. That they must be circumcised before they can be saved, which is contrary to the gospel of grace. So after they had communed and they had gone through the experiences and the word of God, they came up with this. Verse, this is um, Acts chapter 15, verse 23. And they wrote letters by them after this manner. The apostles and elders and brethren Send greeting unto the brethren which are of the Gentiles in Antioch and Syria and Cilicia. For as much as we have heard that certain which went out from us have troubled you with words, subverting your souls, saying you must be circumcised and keep the law to whom we gave no such commandment. It seemed good to us, being assembled with one accord, with one accord, to send chosen men unto you with our beloved Barnabas and Paul, men that have hazarded their lives for the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have sent therefore Judas and uh, 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 Silas, who shall also tell you the same things by mouth. They brought witnesses. So apart from the brethren that came, uh, Paul, Barnabas, and all, they sent additional two brethren, two brothers with them to confirm what the elders said. And it seemed good to the Holy Ghost and to us to lay upon you no greater burden than these necessary things, that ye abstain from meats offered to idols and from blood. You know, some people like to eat meat rare. He says, stay away from stuff like that. He says, I'm from things strangled and from fornication. 
That is the umbrella word for sexual immorality. From which if you keep, if ye keep yourselves, ye shall do well. Fare ye well. Praise the Lord Jesus. Now let's continue. And he said, he says there that this prophetess, he says, and I gave her space to repent of her fornication. She was partaking in it and she was teaching people to do that. And she repented not. In spite of the fact that this lady was evil in her conduct, God still loved her, being patient with her, wanting her to change. He said, behold, I'll cast her into a bed and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. So he's still giving them an opportunity, even when he's judging this woman, he's saying, if you repent, I will forgive you. Let's go back. So blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of Jezebel or any ungodly counsel. How do you know a counsel is ungodly? Because it despises the word of God. It despises God. It's trying to change the doctrine to make it into something else. Nor standeth in the way of sinners. Nor in the seat of the scornful. You despise the word of God. You mock when they're teaching the world. You're not writing anything down. You're not interested. He said, but his delight, this blessed man, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law doth he meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither. And whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so. They're like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore, the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment. We talked about that. Nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. So we meditate in the word of God. And in meditating in God's word, what do we find? Let's go to uh, 2 Peter chapter 1. Simon Peter is servant, verse 1. And an apostle of Jesus Christ to them that, are, that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus our Lord. According as his divine power had given unto us all things which pertain unto life and godliness through the knowledge of him who had called us to glory and virtue. He has given us all things that pertain to life, zoe, and godliness. He's given us grace to live the godly life, the God kind of life. To live, not to be ungodly, to be godly. That when people come to us, they will find the seed of righteousness, whereby given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. It's a whereby are given unto who? Us. You and I. God gave us. Praise God. Exceeding great and precious promises. That by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. Having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Now there are other things. 
like what I was talking about. He said, besides this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue. What's that? Good works. Good moral sense. Excellence. Perfection. Goodness of action. Good works. And to virtue, knowledge. Don't be ignorant. Just, we teach you one word of faith. You carry that. That's all you're doing. Study the word. It is the responsibility of every Christian to own a Bible, own an electronic one, and own a hard copy. To knowledge, temperance. To temperance, patience. To patience, godliness. To godliness, brotherly kindness. To brotherly kindness, charity, which is the love of God. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind. He that lacketh these things is what? Blind. And cannot see afar off. And had forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling an election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto, unto you abundantly into the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. So when you're adding these things to your life, you're adding the faith that you have in God's word. You are partaking of the divine nature. Now let me say something to you. If you're not talking right, you cannot live right. If your mouth is full of immoral words and vulgarity, you cannot produce righteousness. Because your mouth is the rudder of your life, is the steering wheel of your life. You can't say you want to go left and you put your pointer on the right and go right. And say, I'm trying to go left. They ask you, where you go? Say, I'm going left. No. Your tongue is your steering wheel. What direction you want your life to go to, that's what you're going to be declaring and live in line with. If you're fond of cursing people out, you know, saying very, you know, things that if they published it and somebody looked at you and looked at what you said, they can't marry the two. You need to, the Bible says, let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth. But that which is good to the use of edifying, that he may minister grace to the hearer. When you, when you don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly, books that are ungodly, you don't read anymore. Everything that is contrary to the faith that you have received, you set it aside. Amen? Hallelujah. That you may consecrate yourself unto God because you're a priest unto God. You are a king unto the Lord. Though your kingdom is not of this world, but or our kingdom is not of this world, but we're in this world for now. Whilst we're here, we live as examples to the world, as the light of the world. As a city set on a hill, we tell the world what is right. They don't tell us. They don't even know what is right. So he says to us, the first part is that he has given us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. Number one is that you must identify with the righteousness of God that you have received as a free gift in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. 
you must identify with it. You're not a sinner. If you do something wrong, you repent. You're not a sinner. The day you give your life to Christ, you cease to be a sinner. Now, if you have not given your life to Christ and you're here, you need to give your life to Christ to qualify for this grace. Hallelujah. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, he says, He had made him to be sin for us who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. So all of us who are saved have received a free gift of righteousness. We didn't do anything to earn it. It's a free gift. And it's a nature infused into our human spirits. It's the rightness of God. It's right standing with God. Being in God's good books. Now when a righteous man does something wrong, does he make him unrighteous? No, he committed an unrighteous deed of which he needs to repent. Are you listening? He committed an unrighteous deed of which he needs to repent. You cannot say that you're now righteous and so anything goes. That's not true. The apostle John said something. He said, he that doeth right, he said, be not deceived. He that doeth righteousness is righteous. So even though God has given us a free gift of righteousness, he expects us to walk in the light of the truth and manifest godly lifestyle upon the face of the earth. Yes, he doesn't expect us to be a lying righteous person. A vulgar righteous person. Second Timothy chapter 3 verse 16. Have your eyes on the word. Amen. Don't be deceived by anybody. Don't let, you know, uh, hulain and hooping deceive you. That's not anointing. It says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, teaching. That which is believed among us who are believers. If somebody does not bring the doctrine of Christ, we're not supposed to accept the person. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter how rich you are. It doesn't matter how powerful in society you are. If what you're saying is contrary to the word of God, we will step it down. That's it. Because we know whom we have believed. You're not greater than Jehovah. Second John, second epistle of John Chapter 1, verse 7. It says, For many deceivers are entered into the world who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, for that we re but that we receive a full reward. Whosoever transgresseth. What is transgression? Breaking the law, breaking the word of God. Going about saying it's acceptable, you know, you can love whoever you like and all of that. You can, what they're actually saying is you can lust after whoever you like. And lust is not the love of God. The love of God is holy. Does not rejoice in unrighteousness. So you identify with the love of God when you identify with God. 
Let's keep going. And abided not in the doctrine of Christ. That person transgressed, abided not in the doctrine of Christ, had not God. That person doesn't have Christ. And, and this is what the Apostle John is saying here. If you don't abide in the doctrine of Christ, you do not have God. You may have something else, perhaps a demon, but you don't have God. He that abided in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you, any, and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house. Neither bid him God's speed. He said, for he that biddeth him God's speed is a partaker of his evil deeds. You find somebody who says that they are gay and they are pastors. Two women married trying to preach the gospel. That's what he's talking, it's part of what he's talking about here. Don't give them your offering. Don't go to their programs. Don't listen to them five minutes, two, if I three seconds on the internet. Because you're helping their views and encouraging what they're doing. And the Bible says you're a partaker of their evil deeds. Because in the day that God will judge it, you'll be in it. <laughs> 